Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. I'm John. How are you? Thanks so much for joining us today. It is our news show, and we have a lot to talk about in the galaxy far, far away from updates on the Rise of Skywalker, look back on the Rise of Skywalker, and then also a lot of other interesting things that may be in our future. So uh, with me, as always, is James and Lacey. Guys, the Rise of Skywalker, massive failure at the box office. <laughs> only, only... In the one billion dollar range, uh, thoughts. I mean, the first one did like two, so this right. is just downhill. You know what I mean? What did they say? Yeah, downward trajectory. You know, it's yeah. just not. A what good is sign. this right now? What are, what is going on? <laughs> He's just complimenting the uh, success of the box office in a very uh, contrarian way. Tongue in cheek. Way. Way. Yeah. yeah. Ah. In other words, there's a lot of people out there who may even write for big publications, who have certain narratives and certain agendas, who are trying to paint the movie as a failure, and I am making fun of them by being sarcastic. <laughs> so I got that, and I was making my part of the joke that I said, what are you talking about? And you're like, oh, oh it actually made... Well, so you're you were being you a called part me of it out last week for saying something that sounded so serious. I believed you. Yeah, yeah I was like, I think she honestly just doesn't get what's going on right now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, it's, that was awkward. A billion dollars. Yeah, billion, billion dollars. So by One I don't know billion. I think dollars. by the end of this movie's run. Um, the guy who does the art books, Phil Shostak, thinks that it's going to pass Rogue One. I don't know that it will, but it's going to at least finish top 15 of all time in the U.S., and that's the mm -hmm. biggest thing with Star Wars movies is U.S. because it's not a big foreign presence. Uh, and it's one of 45 movies to pass a billion ever. So uh, I wouldn't, you know, using it to compare it to, you know, TFA is ridiculous, and anyone out there, like, rooting for the movie to not do well because it didn't do what you wanted, you're and you consider yourself a Star Wars fan, that, uh, that's not a good way to go, especially if you want to claim that you're a positive person. So if you don't I'm like I'm just going to say, how is that a thing? How is that a thing that you're like, I'm a Star Wars fan, and then you're like, haha, it's failing. Failing. Yeah, the that's term the thing. Loosely. Like, if you don't like, say, say you don't like the movie, right? It, don't root for it to not do well, though, because you want more well, Star Wars movies to be made, right? You want more Star Wars stories to be told, right? So, so I don't get I, that. And don't call yourself I, a positive person, too, <clears throat> if you're going to go and do that. Jerks. I think, and I'm not this person, but I think where that mentality is coming from is if if you're if we're outspoken about something and we're very clear that we don't want that to be the direction if you see that fail then there maybe would be an accumulative sort of like okay we can all kind of agree now that wasn't the best bet let's go ahead bury that start over fix this and move forward with the, the correct way of doing things so i think the celebration of seeing something fail comes with the possibility of of like you know, watching it burn so that we can rebuild something from the ashes of that. I don't the, know. They the, keep they keep making Terminator movies, man. <laughs> yeah, to me, it, it comes across very like, oh, you're getting a haircut. I bet it's going to look so good. And then you get the haircut and you're like, oh, my God, it looks so good. And then you turn to someone else and go, oh, my God, that haircut is terrible. Wait, are you are you Regina Georging this situation that. right now? I am. With the, That's with what the, it is. With the skirt? Yeah. Yeah. So fetch. Um, so vintage. Oh, nice haircut, Lacey. Thank you. Yeah. New year, new me. 
James, did yeah. you did you get a haircut? No, but I freaking no. need one, man. Yeah, I I got a I got what they call an edge up. So my friend Kelly, mm. who cuts me my wife's hair and even Johnny's hair now, uh, came by to do Kathleen's hair, and she's like, "You need a an edge up." And I was like, "Well, I don't even know what that is." And she just you know fixed it up a little bit and put the hat back clean, on. clean up around the head and the side. Yeah, yeah. 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 The more you know, I thought you were doing a. Uh, we're allowed to be here. Force trick. Yeah, nope. but my the trick. More you know. All right, guys. Look, here's the deal. There is actually Star Wars stuff to talk about. And we're going to do that right now in what we like to call the Resistance Report. James, what's going on, man? It's the Resistance. The Resistance Report. It's funny. You, you, did you guys see like, the? Hold on. the The guy at the beginning of our audio clip. I don't know whose voice it is, but it's like right before the music kicks in. Uh, Han Solo. That's not Han Solo. The guy in the he, radio. He said, you know who I'm talking the, about. The re, he says uh, it's the resistance. Look at that That's look Han on Solo. your face. I know you know what I'm saying. So just stop it. <laughs> uh, did any of you check out the uh, Amazon Prime? Uh, the the report. The torture report? No. No? Okay. Wait, yeah, the, yeah. Movie, the movie, the report? I think everybody's like, it, yeah. Yes, I think everybody's yes, going for uh, Marriage Story right now, and no one's checking out the report. I've uh, seen the report. But it's I, but I hear uh, It is good? Okay. Yeah. It's just kind of cute. Because the resistance <laughs> report, it's kind of like first order report, you know. When I was a kid, I used to write, <clears throat> have to write book reports. Any other reports what, we want to talk what about? What is that? What's a book report? You guys are all um, over the place. Let's. Uh, we are. All over the place. All right. Well, let's just talk about this. So the Rise of Skywalker uh, is out in theaters now, but surprisingly, there's they were already they're already starting to push the 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 home release of of uh, of these things. You're starting to see things that have to do with like the Blu-rays and the DVDs and the digital versions and stuff. So um, I think uh, we put together kind of Star Wars Newsnet put together kind of a, a accumulation of what we're starting to see, which were, uh, you know, the Walmarts and the Targets and the other things like that as far as these things coming out. So let's just take a second and, and talk about them. John, you actually kind of were putting this thing together. Um, wh- what are your thoughts on the on the covers? And uh, are you excited? How, what, what are you going to be buying? Let's let's go with that. I've been, I like keeping things in uniform. So I had bought the steelbook of TFA first. Um, and I don't know how I felt about that. But because I did, I had to do that for TLJ. And obviously, I'm going to do that for this one. So I'm looking at that Best Buy exclusive Kylo Ren, uh, the blue and the red, kind of like the light and the dark sort of split uh, in the rain, even though he has his mask on in the Death Star. And people are like, that wasn't in the movie. I'm like, it's just a cover. Luke Skywalker also also wasn't ripped with his shirt off in the <laughs> in a New Hope with Leia by his leg like I'm your woman and it turns out they're That's siblings the so scene. everyone just, yeah it's, it's in the Trevorrow cut so uh, <laughs> yeah I'm going I'm going Steelbook um, the other thing though I think I may have figured out the release date because Walmart accidentally has a if you pre-order your shipment date on there which is Friday April seventeenth. And it says it ships out Monday, April 13th, and Blu-rays and movies have, since the dawn of time, always come out on Tuesdays. So I'm pretty sure that this thing is going to be coming out on April 14th, Tuesday, which means Mm -hmm. 
The digital <laughs> folks out there, uh, like a James Bainey ha- or what have you, uh, are looking at March 31st for your digital release. Uh, and then um, for the Disney Plus folks out there, I'm thinking they're going to wait a bit so that all of us suckers buy our physical media and download it because we can't wait for the streaming. And then like in June or May or whatever, they're going to pop it on Disney Plus once everybody buys up the DVDs and Blu-rays and funds future projects like Solo 2 and and, and stuff like that. And Taika Waititi's movie, which is confirmed and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, um, but the short answer, Blu-ray, Steelbook, Best Buy, and I think April 14th is your Blu-ray date. Yeah, I think those are pretty good, though. Although I did read on the internet, John, that the JJ cut is coming sooner than you think. It's in theaters right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lacey, what do you think about the the covers? Anyone stick out to you? And are you excited? Are you the sucker, Lacey, that's going to buy the digital copy for two weeks and then go out and buy the physical copy? No, I am not the sucker. I am the one yeah. that will get the physical copy. And I usually... I so far I've been buying the versions from Target. That's usually the yeah. ones I get because Target's super close to my house. I mean, Best Buy is pretty close too, but Target's like right around the corner from my house. Um, Everything's close to you. We have to get out of here. I have to go like twenty five minutes to get to those stores. You're like you could throw a rock and hit both of them. So just stop. Yeah, wh- when I lived in so. Connecticut, I I was I lived right next to the Target. <laughs> I lived there for three days. That's actually true. James was laughing at us, by the way, when he came to visit because. In our group text, I'd be like, okay, I'll pick up James. And John would be like, where's he at? And I'd be like, oh, he's at the Best Western next to the Target. And James was like, how do they know which Target? There's, There's got to be six Targets <laughs> also, like, have that we, could variously be in Dayton. Lacey, I want you to, I know you need to finish your journey about talking about which version you're picking up, but forgive me. James walked like 45 minutes to Popeyes when he was here. <laughs> did, did we talk about this on the podcast or just... I don't think so. I made homemade Popeye sandwiches. They were amazing. Like he had to walk down Newtown Road and stuff. Dude likes a chicken sandwich. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was it was cold and I didn't have any other options. And I am I am a pick up the pizza, not a delivery guy. I hate paying extra to have somebody just bring it to me. I will go get it. So I had all day and nothing to do. These guys were working. So I was just like, well, whatever. You should have gone to the Home Goods. It's right there. I'm just gonna wa- I did. No, I didn't go to Home Goods. I went to Walmart. Oh. So Lacey, when you walk to Target, you're going to buy that $34.99 sweet exclusive. I don't walk to Target. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just going by the theme yeah. here. Oh. Yeah. All right. But you're going with the Target one? I don't know. I haven't. Whatever one's 4K because those are what my TVs are. They're both mm-hmm. 4K. But you can have Kylo Ren, Steelbook, Best Buy. It is a yeah, cool but, cover. See, but he doesn't wear the helmet in that scene. And oh, oh, or this one is your Target one, which is like more a new Hopi. I like the Target one. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I got to admit, I do like that. Do you know my son can't say Goofy, so he says Hopi? Hopi? That's kind of cute. Yep. He says Hopi. Or if you just want the regular Blu-ray, it's probably going to be the theatrical poster. I'm probably going to do, an, I, I know I talk about the digital, but like I'm probably going to end up doing that, um, the the Target New Hopi one, mm-hmm. just to kind of in some way like complete that collection that I have like here. You yeah. Know, it's the Star Wars Force Awakens and then The Last Jedi one like right next to it. Um, so I don't know. 
But we're all suckers. I, I still think we're all suckers because we're already paying for the movie. It's on Disney Plus, but whatever. But yes, we're going to buy it twice. Right. right. Well, so. that's true. And then people, there's still people out there who are going to buy that nine movie set, which has, yeah. uh, I mean, it's $250. It's insanity. We have, we have patrons that specifically said that we're going to do all three. I'm buying yeah. the digital, I'm buying the the physical copy, yes. and then I'm also buying the collection. And right. I have Disney Plus, so Crazy that's town. even four. So yeah, it's nuts. Um, well, hey, John, you mentioned it really quick. And and since it was kind of a late breaking uh, story, let's talk real quick about that Taika Waititi thing. Uh, Lacey, do you think there's any truth to what we're hearing from the Hollywood Reporter that did an exclusive Taika Waititi being approached to uh, work on a new Star Wars project? What are you thinking? Yes, because he did the stuff for The Mandalorian and everybody loved all his episodes, both his episodes. Oh, his one episode, two episodes. He did one episode. One episode. They loved his episode. Sorry, I'm thinking of IG-11. <laughs> Don't say episode. Episodes. Yeah, he was in other Chapter. episodes. <laughs> Chapters. Uh, <clears throat> no, I, he was one of the names that came up when we talked like months ago about sure. what directors we'd want to see. Mm-hmm. And I said, I love Ragnarok. I would say that's one of my favorite, if not the favorite Marvel movie is Ragnarok. I loved it. I would love to see him to do a Star Wars movie. I'd He's love also- to see him write it. Yeah, he's also got some Oscar buzz yeah. right now and some nominations Rabbit, and Gold yeah. Globes. And yeah, so he he's, uh, is definitely in the strong category. John, do you think there's any truth to this considering his tweets? I would uh, take this with a pinch of cinnamon, but um, I think there's a possibility that he could uh, be doing something. Um, I am thinking... Uh, you know, hierarchy stuff is real with this type of thing when they bring in certain directors. Um, familiarity and who you know is definitely a big thing, is something I'm learning more and more. Um, you know, J.J. Abrams coming back, and Michelle Regwan is now the second in command at Lucasfilm, and she was his associate producer back in the day, 10 years ago. I mean, it's all connected. If Taika is rumored to be doing a movie, Kevin Feige's going to be producing a Star Wars movie? Are they doing the same one together? Who yeah. knows? Is Kevin Feige... Does that mean Kevin Feige... It's it's whispers of Kevin Feige having a bigger presence going forward uh, as Kathleen Kennedy maybe starts fading into the weeds here? We haven't really heard much from Kathleen Kennedy since nine, since the premiere, really. Since Connie. Um, since her sister? Connie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like, a, it's like a horror movie. Her sister takes her place and she has her like tied up in the back somewhere. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. it's the last time we heard from Kathleen was Connie. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think it's possible it could be true. But again, you know, Taika himself, who I guess has, he does have a very quirky uh, on the surface, though, sense of humor, immediately tweeted out a the cover of the album Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. I uh, love Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> which is his way of saying like, I have just heard the reports. It's just a rumor, so don't run crazy with it. And the Hollywood Reporter, you know, while they're a big trade, they have missed on some things in the past and maybe ran with things. Like they even said in their article, Lucasfilm or, or Disney did not respond to our inquiries about this. So right now it's just they heard something from a source, depending on where that source is, is how reliable it is. But they felt enough to run with it. And it could have been as simple as he had a meeting with them three months ago. And that's enough to say he was in talks to direct a star mm-hmm. Wars movie. Does it mean it's happening? Sure. No, Ryan Johnson is supposed to be making this trilogy like confirmed and that's still not happening. So this yeah. is something until we hear more, I'm just going to be like, huh, uh, that's cool. I guess. Yeah. I, I easily take it as just like, 
a job interview to some degrees. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I just want to throw my hat in the ring. You know, I'm looking at what I'm going to be doing in the next couple of years. Uh, and this is this is a possibility. The other hand of that is, you know, Luke's film approaching him saying, hey, man, we like what you're doing. We see a lot of good stuff coming out of you. Uh, we have a movie coming up, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. And we're just we're, we're not saying anything. We're not saying anything. we're just saying depending on how you do. Maybe some other opportunities in the future. We just kind of want to look at your schedule and things like that, you know. And the other thing, too, is like there's I guarantee there's there's five other directors that have been approached as well. You know, it's just like uh, this one's probably the flashiest. So you go with this story or something. But um, but yeah, I feel bad a whole lot to that. You do. I feel bad for him now, though, because, you know, leading into Oscars in February, that's mm. all people are going to ask him about. Ask him about. He has yeah. a movie up for an Oscar. Supposedly it was amazing. I haven't seen it yet. And it's like top quality. He's in it. He wrote it. He directed it. All they're going to ask is, so I heard you could be doing a Star Wars movie because that gets the click. I feel so sorry for him that he has to then take the attention away from his own project to answer those questions. I he's the kind of guy that that answers like Adam Driver, sort of. He's like, oh, yes, bananas. <laughs> you know, and you're like, you right, and McGregor somewhere out of him. You and McGregor somewhere like that Antonio Banderas gif like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like my secret's out now. <laughs> like, finally, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not the one badgered anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know what though, I find weird about this, and well, maybe because it's not from an official source, is that I really feel like out of any studio, like has has there been? I'm trying to think. Has there been a female director for one of these Marvel movies yet? Am I missing something? Um, yeah, Captain Marvel. That was a female director? Yeah. I believe so. Okay. Because I feel like Star Wars, uh, out of any studio, has the most pressure to hire a female director for a movie. We've already gotten live action uh, directors that are women. But I, I just feel like there's so much pressure on them to to hire a female director because fans are just... Every time there's a new announcement, remember the whole Favreau thing? All these mm-hmm. fans who attacked them over it, who are now obviously obsessed with The Mandalorian... Um, are going to attack again if there's another uh, announcement and it's not a woman. So I think they're very cognizant of that. So I'd be surprised if the next Star Wars director they announce isn't a woman. But it, it I is heard a rumor they are interviewing women. Oh, cool. Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah. yeah. Like only women right now. <clears throat> so it's interesting like that this only news women. came out. Interesting. Like yeah. groups of women directors. So Taika's, <laughs> you think this Taika story is bunk? I'm not saying it's bunk. It's just interesting that... I heard this in the past week that women directors were being approached specifically. Um, and then this comes out, but I feel like he's one of those fan favorites that people kind of say, okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, John, interestingly enough too, uh, Patty Jenkins was supposed to direct Thor Ragnarok I and love Patty Jenkins. left the project and then was, and it was given to Taika. So it's kind mm-hmm. of interesting that, that the connection there, we've talked a lot about a story that I was just hyping to get a couple, uh, points on. <laughs> yeah. Sorry um, about that. Yeah. Why don't we go to another crazy rumor? Uh, and that is the, uh, we've all heard about it. Come on. Jar Jar Banks possibly coming back, uh, for back. something, uh, some sort of connection to the Kenobi series. Um, Lacey, I'm gonna start with you on this one. Cause, uh, I know you like Jar Jar. I know you like Ahmed. Uh, I know you like Obi-Wan. Um, what are your thoughts? So if it happens, I'm going to love it. 
and I'm sure fans really want it to happen. I'm just, I don't know how it's going to fit into the scenario of Obi-Wan, like where we Mm. left off with Jar Jar, where we hear about him in comics and books and stuff and where he ends up at this point in time. I just, I don't know how it's going to work. So I'm like hesitant to be like, yes, of course. But at the same time, I'd love to see it. Hmm. Yeah, I I know everybody knows how I feel about the Obi-Wan series. I'm I think I'm <laughs> going to like it when it comes out, but I am still kind of like I have this idea of what I think they're probably going to do with it and I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." And in a weird way, I know this is weird, but like this news actually made me go, "I'd like to see that." I I wouldn't <laughs> mind that that conversation of uh you know jar jar i think the biggest thing for me is like the way that it was reported was that it would kind of uh give a little bit of a um reconciliation on how he was treated post uh his idea or his movement to to bring in as a supreme chancellor and how he everybody like praise him yay jar jar binks they're all cheering in the senate and then it's like after everything happened like we clearly know it didn't go well and he was probably like pushed out and probably in a very bad way and i don't know i'm just kind of interested in that story (laughs) i know it's probably like a a rather for a book or something but Mm. i want to see a 2020 or 2021 like Jar Jar Binks visual effect. I think that would be so cool. Like I want to see what it looks good. like. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think like in, in a weird way, we're all kind of on board with this and in a weird way, we're obviously very accepting of, yeah, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about this next thing. So this is the rise of Skywalker. John didn't Kylo get to Ren. talk about Jar Jar. I just kind of highlighted his own rumor review. That's <laughs> that's probably accurate. My fault. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry about that, John. So the rise of Skywalker, uh, Snoke's influence. Uh, oh, all right. I guess he really wants to say something. John, you did a whole rumor review on this. We already know, right? Look at his shirt. It says NF. Nothing fun. <laughs> you'd be you'd be killer in an improv class. <laughs> yes, and um, so I think yeah, go check out my rumor review um uh, on our channel. But um, I agree with you, James, about the special effects. Though he still needs to look close to how he looked. Like it'd be weird if all of a sudden it's like. Wow, that's a way different looking Jar Jar. Um, But I think it's going to be brief. As I said in my rumor review, I think maybe a scene or two. I think this may mean, because I don't think Jar Jar is going to Tatooine for any reason. So I think this may mean that Kenobi is going to Naboo. Yep, Um, I got that too. But I also think it's kind of a way to make up for uh, at least book fans. Um, uh, you know, movie fans think the last time they saw Jar Jar was episode three. Book fans saw him as some kind of street peddler sort of thing, jet court jester or whatever, street uh, jokester in uh, Aftermath, one of those Aftermath he books. He also adopts a child, though. We can't forget the heart of Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my point is, I guess they, they want to see him in a better light, maybe see that he's doing better mm-hmm. and it's, you know, years, uh, you know, better, better times, I guess, for him uh, in, a, in, cer- in a certain way. So I but I think it'll be a scene or two, nothing more. 
Um, and that, that'll that pretty much be that. So I don't think it's going to be anything like he's going to be like Baby Yoda following uh, Mandalorian around. Yeah. I think it's just going to be, oh, there's Jar Jar. Kind of like when we see other cameos in Star Wars where it's very brief, like Harrison Ford in Episode 9 and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be, there's Ahmed Best, he's back. That's great. We love him. We're so proud of him. It's a heartwarming feeling. And then Kenobi moves along. Great, it was great seeing you, Jar Jar. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it was good Seriously. seeing you, Jar Jar. All right, yeah. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> I got to <Okay>. go now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, good. Yeah. I'm glad we all got our takes. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about that comic. Um, right. The Rise of Skylar, uh, the Rise of Kylo Ren number two showcases Snook, Snoke's influence. Snook. You love that Snook, don't you? And that was his original name. Uh, Snokey from uh, Jersey Shore. No one? All right. <laughs> oh it's just straight crickets here. All right. Um, <laughs> Good thing you're starting to do new sound effects on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I, I, I lightly leaf through this. I also kind of, uh, I read the Star Wars Newsnet article. Um, do you, John, do you have uh, any particular opinion on where this is going? Do you like the idea of what they're doing with Snoke as a character? Um. Well, it's funny because Charles Soule was like, and by the way, thanks to Kyle Larson for writing these reviews because I yeah. don't, I still don't know how to get these comics. I'm just such a dinosaur. He's like, just get this app and then download that. And if you need my yeah. login, I'll help you out. I'm just like, what? But anyway, um, <laughs> you could tell like Charles Soule's like, well, I knew what JJ and all them are doing uh, with Snokes as I wrote this, obviously. So that's very good. Uh, they're obviously going to make it a way to fit that now. So they're going to tell us some things about Snoke. They're already starting to pepper that in by saying Snoke wasn't my original name. It was something else and, and that sort of thing. So you also have to look at it in the lens of this is sort of a Palpatine proxy in a way. Mm-hmm. I still think Snoke was a, a person. And when Palpatine says I made Snoke, I don't think he literally thinks he like is saying he made the first Snoke. He may have cloned him several times, but I think he may have possessed a person and and made him his 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 uh, tangible physical being on in the galaxy. But that aside, I like Charles Soule a lot. This is some hokey writing uh in my opinion on some of these panels. Um like the the Ren guy, I feel like it's very cheesy. Uh, <laughs> ben Solo saying this is Luke Skywalker. He is a legend. Like I don't know. It's 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 not really doing it for me. I guess it's cool seeing like Lorsan Tekka because you kind of wondered what he was really doing, and seeing him with young Ben Solo adds to that first scene in the Force Awakens a bit. I guess. Um, yeah. But other than that, I I need to see the rest of this run before i can get my full take on it um but see uh, the snoke part is is cool because i feel like we need it and this is probably where we're gonna get it um so i'm a little eh, wishy-washy on this whole thing i don't know about you guys Lacey, what are your thoughts well snoke is wearing this like old man newspaper cap like i don't know like he looks like pappy who's just given (laughs) given advice happy like pappy he's got like that hat that like old man hat i hate it who decided Mm -hmm. that um okay here are my thoughts (laughs) my (laughs) thoughts on this comic are i was excited for it and then the rise of skywalker came out and i know what happens so i'm not excited anymore oh and i know this is very out of character for me and i'm really sorry but i feel like 
now that I know Snoke's in a test tube with a bunch of other Snoke torsos, I have no interest in Snoke or Kylo Ren and where he came from because I know where he ends up. And I feel like it's, I don't know, it's not like me because usually I'm like, oh, I have to know what happens so that I can enjoy the journey. This is one of those scenarios that I don't like what happens, so I don't want to know what the journey is because I don't like where it ends up. That's interesting. I'm sorry. I've let you all down. <laughs> no. You know what's funny? I think um, it's, it's increased my interest in wanting to know about Snoke because I just thought there was Snoke. He was the guy and he got killed. I don't care where he went to high school. Now it's this whole thing where you got Palpatine saying, I made Snoke. What does that mean exactly? Like, so I'm more, I agree about, I guess, the Kylo Ren thing. Like, mm-hmm. we kind of are going to figure out how this goes and they're already showing us what happened and flashing back. I'll give more um, thoughts on but, Thursday. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm more interested in Snoke now. I just feel like I was well, so excited for this comic book. <clears throat> and now that it's out, I'm like... Mm-hmm. I, I don't think the rise of Fair Skywalker enough. changed my opinion at all on Kylo Ren and, and the story that they're telling here as far as like how did he become that person? Because regardless of how he ends up, I know where he is in The Force Awakens, and I want to know how I got there. Um, So I am interested in that. And I like the exploration of the other character, uh, Ren, and what the larger meaning uh, behind the Knights of Ren and how long they've been around and, um, you know, some of that stuff. I I think that stuff is all cool. The Snoke thing definitely is is interesting, and I actually disagree with John. I think I I have my own kind of headcanon or theory on, like, what Snoke is... So, um, well, what we'll is see it? how it plays out. I, I, I no, think no, no, no. You can't, you can't disagree <laughs> with me and then hide your, your theories for them when it really happens. You're like, yeah, that's what I thought. No, no, let's I go. just don't think, I just don't think any, it's really important because it's just a theory, but we are oh, on like a important. Star Wars podcast. So yeah. We let's go. Well. What is it? Let's I guess this, just my thing theory. is like, I, I, I don't think that Snoke is possessed by Palpatine or is a puppet of Palpatine or some sort of like, AI that's, you know, doing this thing. But I, I think that, uh, or like a programmed thing. I, I tend to think that because there are certain things like, uh, Kylo Ren in the rise of Skywalker saying, but there's one thing that Palpatine doesn't know. He doesn't know that we're connected to the force, but Snoke was the one that bridged their minds. So I, I would think that would be really weird if, if Palpatine was ultimately Snoke or talking to him through Snoke. I, I tend to think, that Palpatine created Snoke like the baby Snoke or the body Snoke or whatever, and just kind of like sent him off to go do dark side stuff. And this is kind of where he is that way. Snoke still exists as his own person and his own mindset, but, it, but maybe he doesn't quite understand or know his origin, or maybe he does know his origin, but it's just like weird and messed up. But he's like, well, whatever, you know what I mean? I I'm Snoke. This is, I'm going to live my own life. Um, but I, uh, the idea of him being a character that could be killed, um, I don't know, like I, it plays into the weird, like consequence thing. Like what is Snoke's existential understanding of his own existence? If he were aware that he were a clone or a body, maybe he doesn't care as much that Kylo kills him. I don't know. It's just interesting. I just want to see it play out like, mm-hmm. what way it's going to go. Um, man, we talked a lot about a comic book. There's so much news we have so much to talk about, I feel like. Right? All right we can move on. Yeah. 
We got one more. Um, one more story. Uh, Dominic Monaghan uh, shares more details about his character and anecdotes about the making of the rise of Skywalker. Um, long story short, he sat down with Hollywood reporter and he just was kind of chatting it out and saying, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that they shot, um, that didn't quite make it make the cut, uh, including a little bit of tidbits about his character, um, specifically. So, uh, let's go with Lacey on this one. What do you, what do you think? Uh, are, are you a fan of this character? I don't know much about this character, but I have to say this is my favorite story of the Resistance Report tonight. And I believe Christy did this one, right? Mm -hmm. She did. This is her first story. Congrats, Christy. Hey, there you go. Um, (laughs) I believe. Now we're going to find out if she listens to the podcast. (gasps) Well, I hope so, because I just gave you a shout out. Um, All right. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, this was my favorite story because it's another example of someone that really loves Star Wars that got to be a part of it and how magical that was for them. Um, It's a little kind of like, because he's like, well, I nagged JJ for 15 years. So he eventually had to put me into the movie. (laughs) So that was kind of weird. But my favorite part was when he spoke about his interactions with being a Star Wars fan. So him asking mm. Jonas to keep the suit on so that he could give Chewie a hug and him getting to put his forehead to uh, R2-D2 and like whispering things to him and living out his childhood dream. That's the stuff that I love. Those are the things that I connect with. So I'm all about it. This character, he's a code breaker. I just had flashbacks to DJ and I was just like, huh. oh, I hate that character. So... Character, meh. Dominique is a person and a Star Wars fan? Yes. John? Yeah, I liked those stories too, Lacey, about on set. He said that he loved that JJ kept it very light and he would have like Beastie Boys dance sessions in the middle of like big set takedowns and, and that sort of With thing. stormtroopers, yeah. Yeah, I do like this article, but it hurts me a little bit because I do like Dominic Monaghan. Even... Um, in his small role in like that bad uh, Wolverine movie where he plays the guy who can control the electricity and stuff. I thought he was great there and he gets visited by Victor Creed and gets killed. Um, I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan, but I thought he was good oh, there. I love Lord of the Rings. So I like the guy. Um, but when I hear about Beaumont Kin and what his character does, like he is a code breaker, but he's also a translator in a way. He knows like the history of Sith and that sort of thing. Um, for a couple of reasons, I wish this was expanded upon more in the movie. One, because that's interesting. Like he can explain to a lot of people who may not know things like this is the deal. Like, I can't believe this is happening. And they touch on it lightly in the movie. And every time he spoke about that stuff, I was like, I want to stay in this conversation right now. But they pull me away. Mm Kind of like Maz with the lightsaber. Who's the girl? They pull you away. I wanted to keep hearing this guy talk about this stuff because it adds like a, a real element to the story to me. But the other reason is a lot of people who were upset about the Rose Tico role were like, they, yeah, he just gave this guy uh, a role and th- those should have been Rose's lines. But if you understand more what this guy's job is, it's completely different from what Rose's job is. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. is a decoder. He is a translator. He knows the history of these religions and stuff. He's an analyst, basically. Well, also, he just a historian. He knows right. like the Sith, those ancient Sith secrets and uh, dark side magic and blah, blah, blah. Whereas Rose is an engineer. Like, so you couldn't have just said, 
And it's very lazy to do that. But just be like, those are her lines. She should have been her lines. Two different mm-hmm. characters. That's like saying Han Solo should have been saying Jedi stuff. So um, I wish they expanded upon that for that reason too. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's like you said, Lacey, it's a good fun article because he brings up, I love making of the movies type stuff. Me like too. Hearing that, hearing that they had a good time doing it. And we've talked about this on the podcast, whether you like the movie or not, the amount of time and heart and energy uh, with th- thousands of people that are involved in making these movies and you get to see that they were at least enjoying it when it was being made and they didn't know whether it would be backlashed or not by some fans. Uh, I like hearing that they were frozen in time, having a great time doing it and no one could take that uh, from that experience. So all in all, uh, yeah, good, good stuff. Good stuff for me. It's funny you bring up his character, like being a historian and analyst and stuff, because if you think about it in the movie, at the end, first of all, in the battle scene, it's like him and Rose running in this battle. And yet they're the ones that shouldn't be like it was all hands on deck, which makes him that much more important. Yeah. But because they didn't go into his background, I remember the last I've seen it three times now. So the third time I remember seeing that line again, where he's sitting in the group where they're talking about how Palpatine is back. And he gives this list of stuff. He's like clones, blah, 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 dark science, the Sith. I remember watching it being like, how does he know that? Because they don't really explain Mm -hmm. what his role is. So it's funny that this article, he's like got this whole background of who his character is. And we don't know that because it adds that much more weight to those lines of, Mm -hmm. oh, he knows what he's talking about. Because from my perspective, not knowing this going into the movie, I was just like, okay, this guy's got this line that was given to him. But why does he know about cloning and dark science? (laughs) You know? He does. He lists off this whole thing. And I remember when the first time he said it for the first screening that we went to, I remember in my head thinking, oh, so they just gave him, you know, development, like just plot to say. Like how Poe was Captain Plot in TFA where he's just like listing off what happens next. It felt that way with him. But now that we get this interview where it explains who he is, you're like, oh, no, that's who his character is that would say that. But because we lose that, it, it doesn't ring yeah. as much. There's a couple of things about Beaumont for me personally is I think coming out of the movie, my first thought is that should have been Mon's, Maz's line, right? She mm. would have the ability to have lived, you know, her 900,000 years or whatever and, and be able to understand the force. And has she seen uh, – those eyes and so many different people, you know, like it's come in different forms, the Sith, the first order, you know, and stuff. So it, it made sense that she would do that. But the longer I sat with it, I started to think, you know, Hey man, it's, it's re- really hard to make a movie. And there's probably mm-hmm. so many things that go like, Oh man, we have this great, uh, character and we've written all these lines for him. We shot the, the scenes for, with him. And, uh, we're, you know what? We're going to have to cut that other part. That's totally irrelevant to him. Oh wait, what you were wearing the blue shirt in that scene. Yeah. Sorry. Those lines are going to have to get cut too, you know, just cause the continuity of some situation. So you ended up with this thing. The other thing, the bigger thing to me is, so I'm kind of okay with it now. The other thing too, is I think star Wars just in general has a lot of characters that are like, sir, we've blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that's the exposition of the story too. And we're not picking out those particular characters. There's a lot in rogue one where they're like, they're all sitting around a table and I, I recognize Jin, who maybe I don't even understand why she's at the table and Mon Mothma, everybody else. I'm like, who are these people? But you just kind of get a feeling for who they are and what they're supposed to be. 
I think the biggest problem with Beaumont is the line, the, the biggest line that people remember about him is the line that explains why Palpatine is back. Right. And nobody likes the line that I feel like it's, it's the writing here or the, the story is predicting or projecting what we feel about that character. So Poe is up there and he's like, guys, our worst fears have been realized. Somehow Palpatine returned. How is this possible? And we're like, yes, yes. How is this possible? And (laughs) he's like cloning and dark magic and stuff. (laughs) And we're like, that's the other thing is the delivery explanation. (laughs) I'm not an actress, an actor, whatever. The delivery of the line is what kind of irked me too. Because really? it's written as a list, like he's thinking it through, but he delivers yeah. it very flat. He's like, mm. oh. this, 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 instead of being I like, like this, he, and I this, like and maybe this. Mm. I don't know. It's just, I agree with James. It, it seemed like a throwaway where we're like, okay, but how? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm yeah, beginning yeah. to realize <laughs> that I'm going to be that massive the Rise of Skywalker apologist for the rest of my life. <laughs> I just, I'm like, anytime, and it's genuine too. I'm like, oh man, I love that line when he's talking about dark magic and cloning, and you guys are like, man, that line stunk. Well, I, you I know actually, what's really funny though, fair, if you think about it, you really like The Rise of Skywalker and you'll defend it. I defend mm-hmm. TFA all the time to people. And then James mm-hmm. is usually the one that's like, well, Last Jedi makes sense. <laughs> like this and this. Well, I, I think we all think Last Jedi makes sense. Of course. But I'm saying like, if we say something about it, that might be a little more on the negative side. James is the one that usually defends it. Yeah. yeah. It's just Whereas interesting. in this that's case, all. somebody saying something negative about the Rise of Skywalker, I might actually chime up a little bit. And I'm like, I agree. You know, um, like, right. yeah, that's a little. And then TFA, whatever. I'm like, you all shut up. It is a perfect movie. <laughs> Now, this yeah. is this is one other thing that is really just a guess. You know how like J.J. Abrams always likes to sneak in his Beastie Boys references with character names and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like BB-8, Beastie Boys, Hello Asty was Hello mm-hmm. Nasty. Uh, Beaumont is Beaumont Kin, which is BK, and BK is an abbreviation for Brooklyn. No sleep till Brooklyn. That's my guess. It's a little bit of a stretch, but I could That's maybe see it. He could also like British Knights. Or Burger King. I, I need someone to ask J.J. Abrams, Burger not like King. Burger King Lacey. He might. No judgment. J.J. Abrams is a Wendy's guy, I bet. No way. Dominic, I, I've known you for 15 years now, and I just wanted to let you know I named a character after my favorite burger joint. <laughs> you get those dollar Tony tacos. Tony Stark would be proud. After you talk about dark science and cloning, go get yourself a dollar taco at Burger King. They have tacos at Burger King? Uh yeah, dollar. Disgusting. Isn't that Taco Bell? Taco Bell has dollar <clears throat> tacos. Isn't that uh, Taco Bell who has tacos? <laughs> yeah. Lacey's also, I don't think that Taco Bell has a tonight. dollar taco. <laughs> what are you talking about? Burger King has tacos. They have I, a dollar taco. I Since think they when? Might. I don't know, like a few months ago. James probably knows. He knows all the Jack in the Box stuff. has tacos. James, does Burger King have a dollar taco? It sounds kind of familiar, but I... I'm calling shenanigans. Confirm. They hey, um, hey, they have a breakfast burrito. Why did I just also do a weird voice for JJ when I didn't I didn't do my JJ voice? But oh yeah, you maybe did. it's time. To, maybe I have to retire it now that it's over. Oh, I don't know. You just made a bunch um, of people upset by saying that. <laughs> He'll yeah. be back always. 
I I definitely think there's the there's some cool stuff in the visual dictionary too about Beaumont and gives a little bit about. I still have backstory. to get that. Is it and is it a, a, is it good? It's fun to read through. Yeah, I, you know what? Hey man, all all I I have spent the day trying to sort out uh, Ochi. The character of Ochi. There's <laughs> he was so the much. One that when we left the movie, you were like, "But who is Ochi?" <laughs> mm-hmm. No, 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 no. That was the second time I saw it. The first time, I literally picked up on none of his story, not one single aspect. I know, of it. but I just remember I you did... being like, "But who is Ochi?" <laughs> yeah, because because. I kept watch. I kept going to all these different review sites and people talking about the movie and stuff. And I'm like, "Who is this person that everybody's talking about? This doesn't make any sense. Who? What? What? The Ochi ship? Who's Ochi?" Right. I heard that and there's then no Palpatine to, pages in that visual dictionary. Actually, what's funny is there's kind of like two Ochi pages, and and they don't picture him. He's not. They don't show a picture of him. <laughs> There's two pages on the search for Ochi, and the big <laughs> and one you're is like, C3PO. Who is Ochi? Yeah, yeah, I know. It I'm still a little confused. <laughs> I'm still a little confused about Ochi myself, but uh, yeah, we we could have a bigger conversation about it. Maybe we'll do it Ochi. as a Patreon thing or something like that. But his character <laughs> mm-hmm. just kind of is confusing to me. I don't know if he was hired by Palpatine, which everybody would say, yeah, of course. Or I don't know if he was like a Sith relic Jedi hunter who tracked down a, a wayfinder, and everybody would be like, yeah, of course. Jedi. Why hunters. was he on Pasana? Makes almost zero sense. Like, there's no reason for him to be on Pasana. But well, hey, we'll sort it out, right? We're fans. That's what we do. We make yep. sense of it all. Um, that is it, uh, probably for the resistance, uh, report. Uh, so before we get into resistance transmissions, uh, I just want to send it over to John real quick, do a quick little thing on, uh, our Thursday episode, what's coming up here. Yeah. So you guys are probably wondering, um, how come you guys aren't talking about the Colin Trevorrow script? Um, I mean, the main reason is we're going to be having, uh, John Roca as our first guest for 2020 on with us Thursday, where we're going to have, uh, you know, Thursday is our discussion episode. So we're going to spend a big chunk of time talking about the Colin Trevorrow script, comparing it to, uh, what we got with, uh, JJ Abrams and Chris Terrio, uh, how it relates to star Wars history and patterns and things that connected things that didn't, uh, all, Every possible way you can talk about the Colin Trevorrow drafts from the first draft to the final draft, all that craziness. We're getting it all out on Thursday and hopefully never talking about it again, but we're all looking forward to doing that. Uh, So join us on Thursday for that. Um, So we assumed some of you guys were probably going to ask questions about how come you guys didn't talk about it. It's been the big story. That's why. So you got to wait till Thursday for us to do that. Um, Trying to pull up my show notes now, but that's pretty much that. (laughs) Uh, So now we will... I know it's Monday. We usually do questions. Flip-flopping it on you guys. Doing a flip-flop. So we're going to send it over to Lacey right now <laughs> for resistance transmissions. Lacey? Hello. It is time for resistance transmissions. Before we get into the transmissions, I bet you're wondering, Lacey and Roca on the same episode? How? You'll have to wait and see. <laughs> How? <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> You'll have to wait and see on Thursday. Uh, but until then, time for a crazy, wacky situation with resistance transmissions. Okay. So the situation is, why are you laughing? Just go. Oh. 
Wait, <laughs> is it? Do you want me to read the directions at the top? Yeah, but I mean, I thought you were going oh. to. That's why I was already laughing. Okay, this week wasn't as crazy and wacky as usual. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Though some of you still brought funny answers, so we've worked it in. But this week's situation also involved a poll. So let's go over the results, then get your tweets. We asked you. Will Luke and Leia's lightsaber be dug up in the future Star Wars movie? If so, by whom and why? This isn't funny at all. This isn't a crazy, wacky situation. You have been lied keep to. Keep going, Lacey. Keep yeah. going. Okay. You're doing great. The <laughs> Shut up. Sound the, answers, <laughs> the answers are yes and no. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, yes was 58.2%. And no was 41.8%. And then you wrote, for those of you who said yes, we asked you who will dig them up and why. First, the serious answers. Oh. <laughs> Lacey's delivery of this whole resistance transmission is just epic. Just- it's like Beaumont Kin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, because I should be listing stuff out. Serious answers, yeah. funny answers. Okay. Polls. First is Babu Frick Vela Nueva at Cad Bane's Bounty, who said, If I had to guess, I'd say it'll be someone we don't know, preferably a non human force sensitive well into the future, possibly dark side. Ooh. I'd love to see an alien lead a Star Wars film slash films. <laughs> Next is Rogue Squad 2 at Rogue underscore Squad 2, who said, I'm going with no. I think Ray used the kyber crystals from both their sabers to make hers. The Skywalker story is over and trying to move one side or the other. Ray achieved balance and having light dark side inside her bloodline. Value and power to the sabers is gone. Chris, how dare you? <laughs> And next you know, is well, real, oh, real quick too. I, you know, there was a little bit of the like when she flicks, you see the blue and the green, and it's just a little bit unfortunate that the lightsaber she's burying is Luke's blue lightsaber and not Luke's green lightsaber. Yeah, because that story of or that that fan written, you know. I think she used the kyber crystals of both of them to make hers. And we, for the first time, we get two kyber colors and they're like blending, creating a new color. That mm. could be really cool. And, and it's represented in the flick. Oh, there's the green, there's the blue, and then it comes out yellow or gold. So it's like, uh, that would be really cool. But it's just, it's not quite there because she's burying Luke's blue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's better. Justin Reed at Justin011691, who recently had a birthday. Happy, ju- happy birthday, Hey, happy birthday. Wow, happy birthday. Um, said, either by accident or just some crazy Jedi fanatics in the future who are hunting down legacy, light- legacy Jedi relics, kind of like Palpatine was with Sith artifacts. Could be cool. I'm just thinking so about So it's General like Ochi Grievous. with a metal... Yeah, like a metal detector, like out there. <laughs> Ochi. <laughs> well, she. I was looking for someone who was hunting down relics. Yes. Yeah, but. Mm. All right, and now for the humor <laughs> answers. Wouldn't it be humorous answers? 
I don't know. Would it? <clears throat> Mr. I went to a Yukon for English. Uh, Mr. I, Miss, Miss, uh, I have a master's <laughs> degree and I'll tell you every time I have a chance. <laughs> You'd be really good in an improv class, John. <laughs> Shut All up, right. you superstar musician, <laughs> billboard artist. <laughs> I love that you we're all saying shut up, but then we're complimenting the person after we say shut yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> shut up, you wonderful human being that I like being friends with. Okay. First up is Joey Sack at Joey Sack, who said, Anakin's Force Ghost. If there's one thing he dislikes more than sand, it's his lightsaber being buried in sand. Uh, you know? You know? You know? <laughs> He's like, no! Yeah. Yep. Uh, Brian Bond at BG Bond said, General Grievous. <laughs> That's what I just said. They would make fine additions to his collection. <laughs> they would. So he's not dead is what we're saying here. I guess so. Yeah. Martin Beaumont at Marty Beaumont said, Beaumont? the old, is it Bew or Bo? Well, Bo. we were just talking about Beaumont, the character, for That's 30 minutes. Character's Maybe name. it's yeah. the same pronunciation. Is that how it's spelled? B-E-A-U is Bo. Yeah. It could also be Bew. No, I don't think no. so. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go do more audiobooks? It could also be Martai. <laughs> You don't even want to know the things that I've said wrong on audiobooks that they've been like, that is not how you say that word. And then I had to redo it. Audiobooks. Like how I did a book and I said leg because she had a fake leg. I had to say leg the whole book, but she didn't correct me. But you said le- leg? I say leg. Instead of leg? So leg? you have egg, leg, keg. Why do you do leg? it that way? Do you think people I've say always leg? Said that, no, I've always said leg. She's saying leg instead of leg. Yeah, I say leg too. You say, you say leg? An egg. I'm going to have some eggs hold in on, the morning? Hold on a second. You say leg? <laughs> what My planet leg. are we on? My leg hurts. It's L-E-G, leg. Leg. <laughs> Guys, this I is say a egg. This is like a deal breaker. You say this is, leg? This is a like, deal breaker like for me, keg? guys. That's <laughs> weird. I I've never even put together that that's how you would say it. Martin's like, just read my tweet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mart Marty. Mar- good old Boom- Marty. Boomont. Said the old <laughs> Okay, said the old woman dot dot dot. She watches Ray leave on the Falcon, digs up the sabers, and sells them on eBay. Two Skywalker lightsabers, one worn, other mint condition, no galactic credits, PayPal only. There you go. I, I like one worn, other mint condition. Like, <laughs> Did you guys ever think, like, have any thought that that old woman, like, did you get, like, Jafar vibes from her? Like, that there was more to her? She was just some old woman with nope. a camel. I just uh, I took more like she was a druggie. <laughs> like she's like, what are you doing here? Like, and she's like, who <laughs> are you? <laughs> right. I'm like, what are you doing out here? Imagine JJ totally just screwed us all and just had like you see like a yellow Sith eye in her or something. That would have been something else. Okay, Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Trevorrow. I didn't say her face was a robot. <laughs> 
Okay, next is Tom Rose, parenthesis, blue check. <laughs> At Toehead81. That means he's blonde. Did you know that? Toehead? Toehead means you're blonde. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and he's probably 39 well, years old this yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to say born in 81, probably. Good for you, Tom. And or he wants to be graduated in 31 or and 81. Imagine maybe. him just be like, my favorite football player is number 81. Who's 81? <laughs> Has nothing to do with his age. Aaron Hernandez? Yeah. <sighs> Yikes. Or uh, he likes uh, Ale 81, the drink. Could. Or, oh, by the way, Tom wants to be verified on Twitter, apparently, because he's putting blue yeah. check. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right, Tom, Tom, you're covered, buddy. I think we talked about everything about you. Are we good? Okay. He said, we know they won't be dug up by Claude. <laughs> hashtag no arms. Hashtag no arms is what it, like, great. It's very like, you get it, right? Yeah. You get That's the joke? Like, I said weeks ago, I was like, everyone was arguing about something on Twitter. So I was like, you know what? What character do you want to get punched in the face? Everyone said Claude. And I was like, you're all cheaters. I said Claude, and then everyone's like, no. wow, that's brilliant. No, you weren't the only one. Someone else said it before you. First. John's going to say, but he's the first, yeah. He wasn't the first. I'm always the first. And last but not least is Andrew Ward at that Andrew Ward. Oh. Not this one. Right. That one. Mm-hmm. Beaumont he's, Ward? No. No. Oh. He said, I will be, or not I will be. <laughs> They will be found. Imagine if he's like, I will be found. Right. They will be found by Indiana Jones and Indiana Jones and the Lost Lightsabers. I would watch that movie. 10 out of 10. 10. I think I'd watch that. That that means Indiana Jones has to do space travel, but you know. I mean, he was in Aliens and with Aliens and stuff in the last one. They show the whole galaxy and then like redline it like da 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 like hits tattoo or uh, hits Dude, like croissant and then bounces off. How did I not just make that connection? When Kylo Ren does the Wayfinder, they do that. That's a nod to Indiana Jones. When they show the red line. <laughs> no, seriously. That's awesome. They show a red line when they show when he's the, they show inside going. the wayfinder in the path, and then they turn that into his ship going across the the stars. Yes, Easter Wait, egg. I thought Ray was the one that show the red line, and then they cut the to her beginning in the X-wing. Of, beginning of the movie. The beginning of the movie. The beginning of Kylo the movie. Ren going to Exegol. You should watch the movie. It's good. I yeah. All right, it's really well, good. This has been fun, <laughs> serious, and fun. If you want to be on the show, follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN. And every week, John usually puts up a crazy, wacky situation, and you guys answer. Mm-hmm. And then I read them. Yep. And that's it. That's, that's how it. it yeah. It's a little different this week. A little different. Back I think we to can you, adapt. John. Thanks. Um, 58% of people think those things are getting dug up though, guys. What do you guys think, by the way? No. (laughs) Nothing? You're just going to stonewall me again? I only have two options. I say yes or no. What'd you say? Are they going to get dug up? Uh, no. All right. 
I say yes. All right. Thanks to everybody who is listening and watching, being a part of the resistance. Thanks for joining us in the base today. We had a great time. A lot of news stories, and that's proof that we're going to have a lot more to talk about because as you just saw, right before we recorded, the rumor came out via The Hollywood Reporter that Taika Waititi might be in talks to direct a uh, a Star Wars movie. So you never know when all these rumors are going to come up. We're always going to talk about them. So lots to talk about every week here. Um, so make sure you are subscribed to us uh, if you haven't yet. And that is Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, or any other platform that you prefer your podcasts on. And share us with a friend. We've seen a lot of growth, uh, not only on our YouTube channel, but all our other platforms as well. And we know that's thanks to all of you sharing us with people. Even mm. on Twitter, we see people saying, Go listen to TRB. Go listen to the Resistance broadcast, and we really appreciate it. Please keep that going. Uh, it means a lot to us. Thank you so much. Uh, make sure you guys are also going to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, I want to thank our patrons over at Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast. We are on the teeter, sort of, don't want to, you know, knock on wood, don't want to chance it here, that we're passing our next goal, which would be my dream, which means we'd be doing a commentary for The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, so I want to thank all of you for all of your support. If you do want to support us beyond Lacey, stop. I'm going to thank the generals. If you want to thank us, <laughs> if you want to thank us, if we want to thank us, geez, Louise, if you want to support us and want more of us beyond every Monday and Thursday, head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast five tiers starting at $2 a month. Uh, every tier has more benefits, perks, stuff like that. So check them out and find which one's best for you and join us. If not, that's okay too. Uh, but I'm I do want to out a lot of salutes tonight. I do want to send out a special thank you to our generals over on Patreon. That's Carmelo, aka a Gray Jedi, Brian Shalito, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, JG Cars, Seth Kime, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, Michael Gaines, our newest general, and of course, Val Trichkoff. Thank you all so much, generals, for all of your support. We really couldn't do it without you. And as you notice, we're putting up more content on our YouTube channel. Again, that's thanks to all of uh, our patrons. So thank you so much. Um, there's been more sales going on. If you guys want to pick up some Make Solo 2 Happen stuff, a Shibi Babe, Shibi Babes, Shibi Babes, uh, our store on tpublic.com, of course. Uh, and that's pretty much all the plugs, I believe. So you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and over at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James Bainey. Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Yeah, this is the year I think you're going to get James Bainey, by the way. Mm-mm, no. no. Oh, right. He still tweets. He's- eh, we'll get him. We'll, we'll, let's keep reporting him until he gets suspended. <laughs> Imagine we told people to report that guy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Lacey, how about you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Lacey Gillard. Beaumont Kent. Kent. What? Clark Kent. Beaumont Kent. <clears throat> All right. The character we were just talking about. All right, guys. So as we said before, we'll see you on Thursday. We're going to have John Roca on uh, to talk about the crazy wacky Colin Trevorrow scripts. So uh, enjoy your weeks and we'll see you on Thursday morning when the base opens right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.